Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, this is Dane Baptiste from Dane Baptiste Questions Everything. Just a quick note to let you know, guys, there may be a trigger one in this episode as we detail drug use and substance abuse. And if you have any issues with the following topics, then feel free to get in touch. Enjoy the episode. Hello, my name is Chris from Gozo, and you're listening to Dave Baptiste Questions Everything. My question is, you know, the person who invented the clock, what, how did they know what time it was, you know, like when they were going to set the clock? Do you know what I mean? Okay, here comes the show. And remember, everyone, question everything. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Dame Baptiste Questions Everything, a podcast for myself, comedian, writer, and occasional actor Dame Baptiste, my producer friend Howard Cohen, aka The Hizzer, and a mix of very special guests posed to questions that need to be asked. And we are talking everything from Chris from Gozo in Malta. This question, oh, shout out to Malta as well. How did the person who invented the clock know what time it was? Chris, that is a good question. I feel like they probably looked at a sundial and improvise from there because i feel like that predated the clock or they just made up as they went along or they were very under very very strict instruction from pope gregory the seventh that started off this whole calendar that most of us follow now if you don't live in a mayan civilization or you don't live in uh, ethiopia so yeah if you so hopefully that answers your question chris and uh, we welcome all questions from all parts of the world and if you do like the show please rate and review it on apple Podcasts or follow us on spotify wherever you get your podcast from and you'll never miss an episode where you can hear all of our very special questions being asked and answered via our very special guests with that being said on today's show is an actress comedian presenter and model she's best known for her roles in the baby the duchess and backstage with Catherine ryan and now she is about to embark on her new tour moved and also, I would like to add, she is the first person who ever worked to get me on stage to perform in New York, one of my milestone dreams for the very first time ever. And for that, I'm eternally grateful. Please welcome to the show, Ms. Michelle DeSchwartz. Thanks, Dane. You I are most about welcome. That. I never forgot that. Oh, yeah, do you know what? Do you remember that after we went to the um, Natural History Museum? Yeah. And you kept on saying, Roadman at the museum. <laughs> 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 we got we got to the Natural History Museum 15 minutes before it shut. Oh, and yeah, we just yeah. did some like crazy like run around yeah. like supermarket sweep style we got of, it all in. Of, of history. We got it all in. I, don't, I haven't even been back to the Brooklyn Museum since though, but that was, yeah. That, that was in the Brooklyn Museum, the Natural History Museum. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No. yeah. The Brooklyn Museum though is actually, that is hands down mm-hmm. one of my favourite museums, right? Like mm-hmm. I love the Met because it's the Met. The Tate, I'm not a huge fan of. But the Brooklyn, the Brooklyn Museum has got the biggest concentration of like black artists mm. I've ever seen. Like contemporary artists, older artists, like and it's just a beautiful space and it's it like is, right yeah. by the park and you know what I mean? You just like just enough bougie black people and you're just like, yes. And it's I good it's so here. good to see that, yeah, in Brooklyn. There's a big thing about the people that understand that that there's a really uh, a advanced and nice avant-garde like artistic scene in Brooklyn and I think a lot of the time like Harlem and Uptown gets a lot of credit for that Yeah, but Brooklyn has a very big uh, space for that it was kind of I'd say it's, it's very similar to like the Hackney of today if like if like Harlem was like more I suppose more of like a Camden but then it's definitely a hub for like artistry as well as yeah, yeah I guess I've always thought 
like in comparisons to London, I always used to think of like Notting Hill. Mm, yeah. Do you know uh, what I mean? Like yeah, yeah, as an area one. where you could see like... And how long do you more like Brixton then, isn't it? Yeah, I guess. Yeah, yeah. I guess. Well, because I didn't say that because it's, it's, as well as having the that another being another hub, like Brixton is the only other place where I've seen Nation of Islam. <laughs> <laughs> That's the, only place, that's the only place I've gone where you come you, at the station and you get someone offers you a final call. Do you know what? Can we talk about this? Because we don't see anyone from Nation. And you know, I grew up in Brixton, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And actually, I went there yesterday and uh, I went to go and see my friend at this amazing like workspace called Impact Brixton. That's like black owned and it's like this little oasis oh, yeah, above yeah, yeah. Uh, Brixton Village. Ah, that's amazing. And um, uh, But growing up in the 90s, you always saw Nation of Islam. Mm. Do you know what I mean? They were yeah, in a yeah. suit. Always. Red tie or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And then right across the road from them would be the Israelites. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I remember. Yeah, I remember very well, actually. Do you know what? Where did they go? Yeah, they have definitely disappeared, man. That's what it. happened? I couldn't tell you, man. I, I feel like maybe gentrification means they kind of moved on. I don't think it's that, bro. I don't yeah. think it's that. Because then, because then after that, you got a lot of people converting to Islam. Yeah. Right? But like, there was this window of time where it was like... I think there's a lot of arrests because there, there was some forced conversions in like the early noughties. Oh, is it to like Islam? So that maybe that will, that affected it as well. But it could be that forced like, conversions, like what prison? Yeah, kind of. <laughs> kind of a lot of men would be like, "You're Muslim, you're Muslim now." Like it was a yeah, a very big on street recruitment thing that I, I heard about. But I don't know. Maybe I feel like maybe a lot of stuff has gone online. I feel like for now, for offshoot denominations or belief systems, if you can just set up a website and a Patreon, you don't really need to be in the streets like trying to like peddle the belief. Right. But um, yeah, and may- it maybe as well, it's, the, it's like, the, you know, the death of things in print. Because I remember that Nation of Islam had a stack of newspapers. Yeah, final call. You know call. what I mean? And I don't know how you would do that now. Do you know what I mean? Like, give yeah. me your phone, there's an app for that. Yeah, what, exactly. Ha- yeah, yeah. Or maybe right? you have to airdrop it or something. Or, you know? uh, <laughs> what's, up, what's, what's up, Aki? Just scan the QR code to find paradise. Like... <laughs> Sure, it's, it's much more digitized now, but I mean, there's a lot. There are quite a few uh, nation uh, members of the nation I've seen online, but they've kind of upgraded. Like a big thing before, like if you've been to the states and stuff, they'd have like the bean pies and they'd have like the literature. Whereas now, it's um, they do like property investment and like flipping homes and stuff as well. So they've, I guess, expanded into newer commercial properties. And I, I feel like me, I always feel like with uh, the diaspora and black people in general like access to digital commerce has been like a godsend mm. like i think even the process of being able to peruse through a shop without being followed around or have your credit yep. questioned has been very helpful and it also means you can go straight to the customer so there's no intermediary judging whether or not your products are fit enough for a uh, purpose or for sale and stuff as well yeah um, that's a, so. that's that's actually a really fair and good observation because i'm i'm sort of thinking like we're the same age right mm. and it's like nice to kind of get to this point for me being in the states for a long time and then coming back here and being like i can see intergenerational wealth yeah it's happening it can be passed on yeah yeah it can, it can be consolidated and and i think again it's because you have access to new uh investment and new commercial models that again you don't have to see an, in an intermediary in your face to tell you right this is not a right because i mean even you, you could look at like uh i guess black created uh industries and see how lucrative they are but then see normally that like we don't get to profit from it massively or you wouldn't get a loan for it a commercial loan for it because they'd be like start a record label what's the where's the money in that yeah or start a marketing company where's the money in that or start a start a streetwear company that yeah you wouldn't get a lot of money but then you see now how lucrative that is now you know i look at like brands like courtiers and uh Soho Yacht Club and a lot of these kind of small bespoke brands or like streetwear brands, they're now because they can go straight to customer and they can use their own more kind of 
non-conventional and like guerrilla marketing tactics. Like it can be so much more effective in, in yeah, so many ways. So yeah, it's good. I mean, for me, I went to uni outside of London, yeah. Did you? And I, I went to Bradford. So I, was, I went Ooh. to West Yorkshire. Exactly. Well, you know what though? One of my favourite places to do gigs. Bradford? Yeah. What, at the theatre? Yeah. What, what was it? Is, it? is it the Opera House in Bradford? Yeah, it's the Opera House. Beautiful. Alhambra, Alhambra, I think it is as well. Beautiful, yeah. beautiful space. It's actually a good video. I did yeah, the, tour, the tour show there. It's actually good. But Bradford is okay. And then they had the riots. And I think that really affected college admissions and investment in general. Because I think they were like competing with Liverpool for the capital of the culture. Right. Then they had the riots in 2000. Mm-hmm. And I think they kind of stopped petitioning for that. Whereas now, if you like high quality takeaway food and heroin and car theft, then Bradford is the city for you. Bro, those are my free favourite things. That's what I'm saying. So this is my free, 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 so exciting. But, <laughs> but you know, but it's, it's interesting to see the landscape because for the black people that lived in maybe there's um, West Bowling in Bradford or like my family is in Huddersfield as well with these like small towns. If you don't have access to like being able to mail order stuff, like even if you want like hair products, skin products that deal with you in particular, screwed. Mm. Whereas now, I guess, obviously, I guess aesthetic overall has kind of changed. But now at least you can, you know, I had to travel to get a cocoa, but- a, a tub of cocoa butter when I was at university. Being serious. Or, or, or if my mum sent me a care package, that was it. You had to travel to go and get that because if it's not a chain place like a Boots or something like that, because like early noughties, like even though we take it for granted now, getting different types of like hair oil or any kind of product that would dealt with Afro hair in like a normal supermarket chain. Oh, that was a big no. That was a big, big no. I mean, I, I, I guess I was, I, yeah, I was spoiled growing up in South London where yeah, I, yeah. where I was. And then after that, I think, well, yeah, when I was 20, I moved to the States. And at that point in the States, any kind of chemist mm. had, you know, black hair products. Yeah, yeah. Not the best quality ones, but still. But they had a little, they had a little something. Like there there Ameri- was some moisture. Absolutely. America acknowledges its uh, diaspora. Um, not always for the right reasons, as we know. But, yeah. You know, even, even things like, I would see McDonald's adverts with just their whole black cast in America the years before that happened over here. Yeah, but that's not a good thing. That's basically like no, go and get thing. diabetes. <laughs> yeah, it's not a great yeah. thing. Yeah. I'm, 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 I'm going to feed you, you <laughs> poison. And in fact, their advertising, those were the first kind of advertiser at, you know, like big advertising houses that were like, we are going to have full black cars. Yeah. And what was it for? It was for like Mountain Dew, yeah. Popeye's Chicken, <laughs> yeah. McDonald's. Yeah. Like, terrible products yeah, or like or like getting a, getting a car and like finance and stuff like that as well well I mean what, the whole country is that's what, what Chappelle was covering remember we did uh, Whack Arnold's had a little sketch when he was <laughs> 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 uh, crazy but um, that was kind of a leading question really Howard is not here and uh, I'm sure he's pulling his hair out now but we haven't spoken for ages so we just wanted to get it chop it up and see what was happening um, but Michelle as our very esteemed guest We'd like to invite you to ask the first question, which can be any question you'd like about anything you'd like, which we'd like to discuss for an unspecified amount of time. And then maybe I'd like to pose you a question. But being that, you know, we go way back and we're from South London and we no one can tell us nothing and Howard is not here, we'll just do it however we want today. Yeah, and you'd kind of, do you know what I think? Like, and, and not just really, I'm like, that feels like work for me. And, <laughs> yeah. I, and I actually feel like, and you've been working I actually very hard. feel like I am here. Yeah. It is raining outside yeah. and it's the beginning of January. Yeah. So you ask me a question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's, let's work. I'm like, you know what I'm saying? I'm like, yeah. You know, you're like, my brain's not, it's not, re- I'm not, I'm not ready yet. Yeah, There's yeah. still a lot of dust on this brain. I, you know, listen. you're like, you ask me a question. I'm like, wait, on your podcast? Yeah, fair enough. Are you enough. taking man for a dickhead? Is, we haven't even had a weekend yet in January, so that is more than fair. Isn't it? Not a strong weekend. Well, you think of, we haven't had a weekend in January, so that is more than fair. So that don't count though. 
don't. That was like straight after. That's crazy, Saffron. That's crazy. Yeah. They're talking yeah. crazy right now, Saffron. Oh, you I think know your what? brain is tired from it. That's crazy. You know what? I do have a question then. What yeah. do you think about this like Christmas and New Year's landing on Sundays yeah. and then getting people to start back at work midweek? It's a national disgrace is what it, it is. is. It's, it's a national disgrace. It's fucking outrageous. It's, it's outrageous. Because first of all, if we were living in the Emirates, that's a weekday. You're trying to send us back to back to work. Work. Wow, we have to work. Go, go that's not what away. I thought you'd be coming with. Away, yeah, but it's 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 a national disgrace. I think people need, if any, like national holiday falls on a weekend, you need the you full need, next the, the week, full and weekend. then you start the next the Monday, Monday. The Monday, the Monday is automatically a bank holiday. Right. So, so automatically right, a bank holiday. So this is the thing. I am thinking if Christmas and New Year fall on a Sunday, that's what we like to call a touch. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's just a touch. And that means that now you get a whole nother week and a weekend to just fair. contemplate I think, I think life. Week. And then Monday, because no one's happy. Who's trying to go work on, on a Wednesday? And do their job properly. On a Wednesday. I literally feel like... On the, and on, do their job properly. I keep on seeing this. Um, I, I, I keep on going like through old memes and stuff like that. And I have in my head on loop Soldier Boy saying, Drake! <laughs> <laughs> and that's how I feel. Um, I'm like, a Wednesday? Yeah, Wednesday, it makes no sense. It, it makes, makes no sense. no sense. And you know what? I'm outraged. And guess what? Me and you are self-employed. Yeah, so it's crazy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I can't, we, I can't, I can't abide by that. You know, I'm, yeah. I'm sad for the people. Yeah, well, and that's it. There's, em- there's empathy we have as creatives and as self-employed people. Yeah, different, and it's a different type of creative as well because a lot of people will be like, whatever, go back to work. You don't like your job, change it. Whereas I'm like, I understand that we all, you know, have the same kind of occupational ecosystem yes. where, like, you, the happier you are, the better you do your job. Right. Where I do I, my job. Yeah. Everyone's happy because yeah. if these people come back in. Dazed and confused, angry, right. disillusioned on yeah. a Wednesday back to work. When they leave and they try to come to the comedy club, right. their brain's on not ready. Wednesday. On a Wednesday, come they're not on. ready. They're not ready. They're come not ready. On. Now, they can't take on our comedy the way they could if they were fully rested exactly. and able to begin to warm up their funny bones again. Fresh. Yeah, fresh. Fresh. Before we get beat down by this month, because me and you both know we ain't seen sunshine until at least fe- yeah, end yeah. of February. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If that. Do you remember this time last year? I think there was about two months. I swear to God, the sun did not come out. Yeah. The sun did not come out. And I remember being on the phone to my sister and seeing the clouds break. And I was like, I've got to get off the phone. And I ran to the park in a ski onesie. Believe I've never been skiing, but I don't like being cold. In a ski onesie <laughs> and sat on the bench and basked like a turtle it's in a important. pond. It's I was just important. like, I need... It's important. These are, and this is, this is a good point. It's a, it's a great question because these things have to be taken into account. Meteorology, like, you know kind of like sunlight have to be taken into account when you start working out what kind of holidays people are going to be awarded at this time of the year because yeah. normally if it was like a Sunday and it's like dark the whole day it's like well it's a Sunday whatever you get yeah. me this is I'm recovering from a hangover I'm coming right. down from the night before exactly. spending some time with some family watching like you know there's some crap on TV to be thrown back in, out into the streets on a Wednesday when the planet is as far away from the sun as it can possibly be is just a recipe for disaster yeah. This isn't Norway. We're not Inuits. I'm not out here trying to find Alaskan snow crabs. Thank you. Like, is this Mordor? What the fuck is going on? I'll tell you what, you know, I've been to Alaska quite a few times, you know. I really love it there. Yeah. It's really nice. But they've got their thing pattern. They understand oh, certain yeah. times of the day, so, don't be on the roads. Hear, hear this, yeah? Do you know what they do in Alaska? Because my friend lives um, there in uh, Anchorage. Mm. And, and I really love it there because it's sort of like intergalactic. It's sort of like the Scotland Highlands kind mm. of, it feels... Like otherworldly, kind of like Land's End. But right, I always yeah. go in the spring, and I would go when I wanted to write because the day never ends, and so mm. you never have that moment of being like, "Yeah, yeah, I ain't done shit." 
Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You just have moments in the day where you're like, is it dinner time again? Wow, what a long day. Keep right? It, so you go around Anchorage or you go around anywhere in Alaska and there's all these sunbeds. It's literally like, Whoa. you know, like, right. So, you know, like if you was going through, I don't know, Hackney, it'd be like fish shop, hair shop, fabric shop. Nail shop. It, nail shop, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Alaska is like food shop, blah, blah, blah. And um, tanning salon. Like every three shops is a tanning salon. And I didn't understand why, because I'd always go in the spring and they were like, no, like the winter's that harsh. Yeah. You have to go now's, and now's the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Now it's a time. <laughs> you know what I'm or saying? You, you'll be transparent by winter yeah. time. Yeah, that's crazy. That makes me understand Sarah Palin a lot more now. Really? Yeah, like, because I feel like she spends a lot of time on tanning beds and that pretty much that's it. I just don't think you should... <laughs> really use any of your brain to think about her all right i think she's i think she's something from yesteryear yeah, a yeah. relic you'd say you'd think so wouldn't you but i feel like you know lauren boba is no different or boba is it bobart bobert bobert we, we we always have someone like that but i just i i, I i'm i'm upset that you've mentioned her name in this small confined I, I feel space like, i feel like sometimes it's important to uh, bring up these things just to keep us vigilant. Yeah, yeah, sisters, yeah, yeah. Just yeah. to keep you sharp. You know what? Like, if I, you, that would hype me up if I was in the gym. You know, like if I just said her name a yeah, few exactly. times, I'd be like, come on then, come on then. Sometimes you need that to push you Do through. You know like, what I mean? Yeah, sometimes you need that, that rage as a catalyst. Can I ask you a question, right? Of so course you can. Now that like life is like going a bit better for me, mm-hmm. I always used to, like, my kind of attitude to like motivate myself was always like, I'm going to show you a lot. Can I swear on this podcast? Absolutely. So, so I'd always be like, fuck you, like, you fucking doubting me. Watch me. Mm. And like now life's going all right. I, I really, I'm a bit lost at how to motivate myself in the same way. Because I'm very, I'm very similar in that, like, yeah, it's always been, yeah, proving to people who or proving to your detractors has always been like kind of like a motivator for me and stuff like that and gives you fuel to yeah. like, yeah. Like, I'm like, how I, can I, I be? Like, kind of... I love being slept on. You carry on sleeping. Yeah. Watch when you wake up yeah. where I am. Yeah, yeah. Wait, I, yeah. wait until <laughs> you see me. Yeah, yeah. Wait until you, you're going to be sorry. And, that, and, now... and that's the nuance difference between South West London and South East. Wait, where in South East we go watch. Watch, watch. <laughs> in it, in it. You watch, right? So and so now, and also that's not sustainable. Do you mm. know what I mean? As you as you grow up, that yeah, yeah. that that kind of anger and bitterness and resentment can power you only so long. Yeah. And so now at this kind of age, I'm like, I don't feel as motivated to like be good to myself mm. in the same way that I feel motivated for revenge. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> but- I get, I get, that's, a, that's a laugh. That's just a laugh of recognition. But, uh, <laughs> but you know what? I think it's. I think it's a learned behaviour as well because I think a lot yeah. of the time, obviously, lots of religious and uh, text and social. I mean, there's a number of factors because obviously it's trying to thrive and manoeuvre in a patriarchy is going to create this uh, that resentment and that need to overcome adversity there as well. Uh, I'm so used to that though. Like it's yeah. so funny because like men mention it and it's like yeah because you've only just started thinking about yeah, it. Well, there you go. But imagine if it was always there. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I mean, the same as race is another one as well. But people are like, I don't know what you're really, talking about. Really, <laughs> 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 it's so hard for you. But I, but I think some of these things, their suggestion that like, when you, even if you don't consciously see these kind of generalizations or like people making like detriment statements about you, they come to you on a subconscious level anyway. Right. And even sometimes, like I said, men are only just thinking about it now, even like I said, even when they're being, appearing to be congratulatory, you're kind of being like, well, thank you for acknowledging my humanity and also, after the fact. yes, I agree. And also, I don't think that it's necessarily like they're acknowledging what you're going through. It's like they are acknowledging what they haven't noticed. I'm so enlightened now. I'm enlightened share, now. Share, share it with me. Right, and, to, and to that, I say, 
Go suck your mum <laughs> and get out of my face. Yeah. You're in my way. <laughs> exactly. You're being dynamic. But I think, yeah, I'm, I'm on the way and it's too late. But no, yeah. I, I think, you know what? I, I think a large amount of it as well is just, just like human beings just define themselves by struggle a lot of the time. Like it's how we're taught to as well. Is that, well, you know, the soul, yeah. soul is forged in suffering the people saying stuff as well. And you know and, what? That's basically, that's yeah. that's what I'm saying where yeah. I, I don't have as much resistance now yeah. and I, I'm finding it quite hard to like push myself. I can still get yeah. things done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's just, um, it's definitely something that I've been having to sort of ponder, which is like, okay, moving forward into this new chapter of my life, yeah. like, how do I keep like motivated? We'll be back after this. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome back to the show. It's a good question. A really good question, I think. I think um, especially for creatives when we start off on this journey, trying to like, well, go, here's a short answer to the question would be go into social media. If you want to compare your life because other people... Oh, no, I can't do that shit. Yeah, do you know what? I don't really mess with social <laughs> media I'm being, that I'm being much. facetious and like, yeah. yeah. If you wanted to be look at your life and then come back thinking, oh, no, my life is shit after I need to do more stuff, then social media will give you that aesthetic if you yeah. need it. But I think, you know what I think as well is that sometimes you just arrive at a point or space in life, especially as you get on, like, obviously we're the same age, where, like, I think you just find a more efficient use of your energy. Right. So you just decide, you decide that normally, what would normally be that negative energy which you would then be able to spin into fuel to push you to achieve you're kind of like oh, it's not even like giving that energy to things anymore like certain things that probably would have been a catalyst for that where it's like family members that annoy you or like someone didn't believe in you or like you know ex-partners before you're just like i don't even know why i even want to give that person energy and i think mm. and, it's imp- and to me while i worry oh, i might not be motivated or i don't have that same fuel to motivate me at the same time i think it's a good thing that these things that you used to kind of regress back to to fuel you it's after a certain amount of time, there's only so much it can it can be done to like kind yeah. of ponder it. It's like sometimes like I can say to my mom, you know, you never believed in me ten years ago and blah blah. Like she's dealing with arthritis. She don't care. She's like and yeah. it's not that she don't care, it's it's probably not enough now that she can remember it. And that's the thing is that even though sometimes we can dwell upon things people say to us and we can reflect on it and we just might be naturally people that do that anyway because we're in a field where we have to observe shit. Like some people are so dumb. They don't even remember the shit they said to you. They've probably gone through their life saying so much shit to other people. They don't, the time that you take to consider someone before you say something to them, a lot of people don't necessarily do that. And then mm. years later in life, that's when they're probably, if, whether they're dealing with either someone using some kind of substance and self-medication or some people, I believe, when they start having, you know, degenerative um, issues of the mind, whether it's like dementia or early stage Alzheimer's. I think it's just because a lot of people, they just don't think about what comes out of their head. So the point, it starts stuff starts falling out anyway. So by that token, it's like you might never get the closure or a resolution 
that would basically heal that. So it always has to kind of come from yourself anyway. And you might have just got into the space now where you're just kind of like, that stuff doesn't piss me off enough. And it's almost like you've been doing this long enough that you've been a successful creative and comic and model longer than anything else you've been now. Yeah. So so it's almost like that phase of your life that you've been doing that less time than you've been living how you've been living now. So it's almost like almost that smaller circle you were in meant that there was a smaller circle within you which you had to prove yourself. Right. So it's like, I remember, actually, great point it, like, a lot of guys I went to school with are Paul And the reason why they are... Very eloquently put yeah. there, Dane. And the reason why is, I mean, there's a number of reasons for it. But essentially, you know, at the same time, I reflect, it's like, we both come from environments where a lot of the time, if you affirm your greatness or affirm your intentions to achieve, to other people, all they hear is, I'm better than you and I'm going to get out of the hood and leave you here, you scum. Mm. And they become very resentful of you or there's crabs in a bucket right and uh one of my friends from school who i get on with he had a he turned 40 and had his birthday party so i went down there and a lot of these guys were there and prior to going i had all of this anticipatory anger i can't wait to tell this guy about himself and what i've done here blah blah and what he's gonna find out them all them people that you used to wish you knew i know that and i had all these ideas thinking about how i was gonna give these rebuttals and basically close a chapter on these people that didn't believe in me mm. and then when i got there and i saw them i was just like oh you're just regular people yeah and I guess I guess as well there's a, there's that kind of moment where as you get older you can be if you if you're lucky enough to be mm. happy with where you are yeah. you can be philosophical about all the things that got you to that moment yeah, right exactly. or this moment so mm. so for me there's things that happened in my childhood and that I was you know when I was growing up that at the time felt really harsh and abrasive but they have added to my current circumstance yeah. right like I know definitely although you know it's, it's funny that you say I'm a model because you know I haven't modeled for so many years but I feel yeah. like it's one of those um titles that once once someone calls you a model you're never not a model right yeah, yeah, yeah. but I think had I not had the childhood that I had mm. there's no way I would have transitioned from getting a lot of glory and attention for the way I look from then wanting to do stand-up yeah. where it has no currency yeah right so like i had this cinderella moment with modeling and that was you know obviously for the time it was good and whatever but what got me to stand up was that like i had some hard times growing up so i had the sort of is fortitude the right word i don't know but like Mm. you know i had I, i had it in me that i could take a lot of criticism yeah yeah you know so it's it's kind of like um Considering those two occupations you picked, <laughs> like the, the most heavily critiqued ones that yeah. could possibly exist, and it's you like, don't pick modelling. Yeah, yeah, do you know what I mean? Modelling yeah, yeah, picks you, exactly. especially then. I think now, you but, could, but, but, but even then, like just by the by you just declaring that you're always open to people's scrutiny because first of because you know the first reaction is people going to be like, well, I'm, yeah, do you know what I mean? Especially especially now, like especially nowadays, like on social media where it's yeah. like, so much more democratized. Yeah, anytime you make any declaration about your intentions or your occupation. Yeah. It's, it's like open to scrutiny and then stand-up is very similar where it's like again very different in that where modeling's got the highest barriers to entry mm. comedy's got some of the lowest ones right but by the same token to excel in that field is massively difficult because it is so saturated and, and also you have to be open to be extremely vulnerable the yes. only way you can get good is to be all right with being shit yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But it's funny that you said, because one of the reasons why I'm not, I don't love social media, mm. I think it's probably because I modelled. Yeah, yeah. And I, and it kind of scratched that itch, as yeah. in getting a lot of attention for absolutely nothing. Mm. And what it did for me after a while, 
just like made me want to do loads of coke. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because it just didn't it didn't fulfill me, and it, I was like, I'm doing this thing sense, yeah. that is meant to. But like it, it on paper it looks really good. Everyone's telling me I'm wicked, but like for what? For like the yeah. way I look, and and actually, I just something about this feels really off, and I feel empty. And um, you know, I used to be a big weed smoker, like everyone in mm. in well where where I was growing up, and I was really anti doing like any drugs. You know, like at that time, yeah, yeah. at that time, I feel like black people didn't really. Coke. No, do you know no, what I mean? Not at all. The thing, the thing. Like when, now, when everyone I, when, does. When, but I grew when, up, when I grew up, when we were growing up, it's you sold coke. Right. You didn't. You didn't do coke. Putting something up your nose. That's what I'm saying to you. Well, in, right? in the toilet. What's wrong with you? In the toilet. Yeah, yeah. You might but as well now, be a But now, swap that toilet for a nice loft apartment in New York, and all yeah. of a sudden you're like, oh, that was the worst that can happen. Yeah, yeah. That's because we we look we look we got to do coke like white people. That's the difference. <laughs> but no, it, do you know you know what it is? You're exactly right, and it's because I was so far from the worst case scenario yeah. of doing that drug. Yeah, so yeah. I grew up in South London around the crack epidemic. So it was yeah. like, oh my god, there's no way I'm going to do any hard drug because yeah. I'm, I'm I'm so close to the worst possible scenario that can happen and it's right there. Yeah, exactly. Move that a few years later to like the noughties in New York where you're hanging out with all your mates and yeah, like yeah. also... And the police need a warrant to come in your house. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Big also difference. you're in a country and spe- I think probably more so because I'm light-skinned but I was in a country where my Britishness kind of superseded my blackness in a lot of ways mm. that all of a sudden I was like... I mean, yeah, let's do a line. Yeah. <laughs> We're riding high, you're riding high. Right, yeah. so so I think there was something about just like the absolute emptiness of of that experience and time frame for me that social media, I had quickly got into, if I posted, I would start getting this, it kind of felt like doing coke a little bit. You know, like when I used to do coke, I'd be like, oh, they like me, they like me. Oh, just yeah. li- little pick me well, that, But that's the thing, that's... that's- I mean, that would be, that is probably one of the best uh, ways to describe the effects of social media, I would say, for a lot of people. And I think it's it's like, again, it, I think social media has definitely democratised certain aspects of, you know, creativity that, uh, and there's there's good there's good and bad of that. So like, again, where normally you have to do the grind of becoming a comedian, like you said, you used to be, be in shit. Well, should we be better? Because yeah. we're about to get on it, innit? Yeah, yeah. I can already feel it. <laughs> I'm limbering up. I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Get, get used and to, then all of a sudden, and then of a sudden yeah, you've then, done how many gigs yeah. but you have so many followers a work one yeah exactly right meanwhile me and you are on stage like nah, 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 <laughs> my wife my, my, <laughs> take my wife take her please <laughs> doing that. but yeah I mean yeah, it, it's um, it's good I, I think it's, it's important that you've definitely had that insight because I, I would I would argue and uh, one of the one of the things I wanted to discuss with you as well is that like being a successful actress and model and creative in general for uh it's almost like it's, it's like almost like the quintessential dream of young women who live in a western civilization in the same way that like being a rapper and an athlete would have or is like part of the, or like a successful drug dealer is like the holy trinity yeah. of a lot of people growing up and uh i think what i wanted to ask you is that obviously because social media i think has either created the illusion that it's much easier to achieve for people or I guess as uh, achieve sub- what to, to achieve oh, the dreams to do of those being, things. doing these things, um, and yeah, you've kind of already started on it. But I want to say, what would you tell young women who may, young women and maybe men who have observed that this is a much easier thing to achieve now, um, or, or or at least feign the status that right, you're doing that? Right. I think I think 
you know, I, it, it would be really... I'm trying, I'm trying to make it a simple way of putting it because I've made it a bit longer. I, no, I kind of understand yeah, what you're most, saying. Most young women want to be actresses and models and you've done both. And is there like a message? I think, you, I think that with, without a doubt, um, looks will speed up the process mm. and I think that's I feel like that's what you're alluding to right like to where, extent, where, where, just, where just people want to look the part yeah, yeah. and if like if I look like this then I'll get that and then I'll achieve this and then it will uh, turn itself into money and success in these yeah. kind and of I ways everyone, I think everyone thinks like once you do that that is like you know that's the apex of of like young femininity or womanhood is that you're you are lauded as a model as well as being an actress is like i mean i mean look i think i think that there is currency in youth mm. and i think there's currency in beauty beauty standards always change it depends what part of the world you're in mm. um it depends um also kind of like whatever aesthetics are in at the moment yeah. i think it's quite interesting now where people um have access to surgery and like sort of everyone can kind of change the way they look that i feel like in a few years there's going to be certain aesthetics that look dated yes Do you know what i mean like yeah, yeah. wearing an old school pair of trainers it's going to be like wow you you did that thing with your eyes and that thing with your lips yeah, yeah, yeah. So like you're looking like super 2022 right now. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? And it's 2026. You'll be, be, be able to carbon date people. Yeah, yeah. I feel, yeah. I feel like the same with certain tattoos and stuff. You could tell what year someone ah, was yeah, born. Yeah, 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 like, yeah. Someone for had, sure. Like, barbed wire or Bro, Japanese symbols. Koi fish. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, man. You could, uh, yeah. Arab, Arabic right in. Exactly, yeah, exactly. Gothic. You can you can carbon date people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For for sure. I mean, um, I guess to answer your question, like, what is that about? I think that you really, you really want to make sure that like what is going on in your head is fulfilling you want to be thinking you want to be doing long form thinking you want to be asking yourself questions and I, I think it's the same with social media I think if you get a lot of attention and a lot of credit for not much substance mm. um, you know you're going to find yourself in a bad situation mentally mm. Yeah. you know like I've been in therapy for eight years and mm. I think in ter- especially in terms of modelling mm. I fared really well yeah. Out of my generation of model friends, yeah, right? Yeah. But also, I, can I, I stopped. Can I just interject on that point because yeah. uh, another another reason why Michelle's a titan in this industry in this thing is because, as I said to you before, Saffron, you are the first person I ever heard speaking about the evils of Epstein Island. Yeah, and you know what's funny? So you know, my I, I did live at the Apollo, and it'll be out the end of this month, and yeah. I talk about it there. Yeah, yeah. in my set. So um, yeah, that was on social media. Mm. I remember a few years ago, yeah, someone mentioned it. I never went to the island, but I was taken to his house. Yeah, I remember you telling me, yeah. Yeah, and I had a hard time, actually, because even on... I mean, it's for you, I will speak about this, but mm. I knew that when I spoke about it on Live at the Apollo, I was like, I'm not going to be chatting about this yeah, yeah, yeah. anymore. And I don't really chat about it in interviews because I want to make sure... I don't want it to be salacious and, like, no, clickbaity. No. But, 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 but me, it's, just, it's, but it's part of your experience because, again, as I say, I just think, like, someone could look at... Michelle DeSchwartz on paper and be like, you've done everything a woman could ever want to do in this world. But obviously, you know that there's a lot more to it because like I said, for me, the fact that you made the constitution straight away is that I want to be involved in an art form where my looks mean nothing. Right. Speak, speaks a lot about like what your experiences were there. And like you said that, and, and maybe a, and a large lack of fulfilment that came from being lauded just for your appearance. Well, no, listen, it wasn't necessary. I don't want to make it sound like look, I, I left school in year nine mm. and I went to like I think my first like proper job was Bagel King. <laughs> oh, of, all, of all the places to work, I know. 
<laughs> in it, Bagel King Warthrode, then Shoe Express. You ain't got, you're, not scared, you're not scared of anything, man. <laughs> and Bagel King, night shift, you know. Yes, I'm saying. <laughs> Jesus Christ. And then, and then I used to work in Shoe Express and Warthrode, Trocadero, all of that. Da, da, da. So by the time modelling came along, it wasn't. I, I, I was like, wow, I can make a lot of money, mm. and I don't have any qualifications. I don't have any GCSE. So it mm. wasn't like it was. You know, it's not rocket science. Um, I think. Listen, if if men are in control of your looks and youth, you are in danger, mm. right? And that is that. Uh, this is why I love now when people are like, "Oh, but is she an Instagram model?" I'm like, "Yeah." Do you know what she is? A fucking G. Yeah. Because she, like, Cards, we were talking the, earlier. Yeah. So all of these women that are making all this money on OnlyFans. It's, it's, oh, a, f- a few years ago, we used to mock these people, right? Yeah, yeah. And be like, look at these women mm-hmm. selling, like, you know, selling sex basically on social media. And it's like, well, what is what was happening with me? I yeah. would I would hang out with, you know, when I was modeling, there'd be 12-year-olds, 13-year-olds, 15-year-olds, topless, on mm-hmm. shoots. But it was high fashion because they had flat chests. Do you know what I mean? And yeah. who's getting that money? It's intercepted by men on every single yeah. level. So when you've got people of age on OnlyFans, Kerry Katona making bills. Go on, sis. You know, it's funny you say Go that as well. Because I spoke to uh, a soap actress. She, oh, she's an actress. She was on Hollyoaks. She was saying, again, she said, yeah, it's great because what used to happen is with the Kerry Katonas and a lot of girls that used to be on Hollyoaks and all this other stuff, they would just take her pictures anyway and send them to FHM right. or and Loaded Magazine or Nuts. Yeah. And, yeah, you, yeah, yeah. You, and you wouldn't even see the money. But you would you, never, see, you the never see the money. And so even in my experience modelling, right, let's say I did a job and let's say that job was £10,000 for the day, right? Mm. It would take me 90 days to get paid that £10,000 right and then um, they would take out agency commission that's 20% then they would take out the client's agency commission from me that's another 20% like then it's like I know 30% for Mm. your taxes um, expenses because they're sending out your book this that and whatever and at the time I was with an agency that I didn't realise was also funded by Jeffrey Epstein so Mm. you've got all of this madness going on so please tell me like and I was lucky because I started modelling at 19 I was basically a big woman (laughs) do you know what I mean (laughs) compared to most of the other girls and even when I was at that age I'd see all these young girls coming in and I'd turn around to the owner of my agency, who's Jean-Luc, who is the other guy connected to this case who mm. um, hung himself mm. uh, allegedly a yeah. few months ago in prison. And um, and I, I remember asking him, like, why are these girls here unattended? Like, they're too young, like, they don't speak English. Why should... It just seemed weird that they were there. Yeah, yeah. So I think any time... Like, what I love at the moment is that our biggest rappers are women and they're talking about sex. Like, I grew up loving Little Kim mm. because she just seemed so in control of her sexuality. Now we understand that she was going through some hard stuff. times yeah, and this, yeah. that and whatever. But, like, you know, Cardi B talking about sex and making money from it. It's like, well, what's the difference? Someone pimping you out. Yeah. It, and I mean that in, like, a general well, sense. she's from the Bronx, so the odds are she may have been subject to that anyway. Let's well, be honest, I when she grew up as, as a I, youth. I don't mean it in the literal sense, Yeah, no, right? I know what you mean, but yeah, it's, it's someone exploiting you for bread. And right. it's funny because you get a lot of men now clutching their proverbial pearls about like like rappers like Megan Thee Stallion and Cardi yeah, B. Yeah. But what's crazy is, what it li- is. T- 10 years ago, every man's, everyone's rap was about strippers and falling in love with strippers. Exactly. So surely these people had a voice as well. I mean, I don't think Megan Thee Stallion was a stripper, but what's, no. what, what's great about it is 
she is telling you and she's giving you this great service where you get to look at her and you get to, you know, be in awe of her body and what she does. And she makes all of that money. Like, yeah. fuck yeah, what's the big problem? Yeah. So uh, personally, my experience at that time, um, you know, it, it looked good on paper and it seemed very aspirational, mm. but it was pretty dark. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then off the back of it, that's why I say, like, I ended up doing a lot of drugs. And then after that, I kind of spiraled a bit. Luckily, I fell into stand up Mm. and, you know, I used to work for Vice and stuff like that. And and then I was like, I'm going to have to go to therapy because. Me too. Brain is fried. (laughs) Yeah, me too. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's, I mean it's, it's, it's good, man. And I, I think I sorry, think, I feel like that was a bit of a rant where I'm like, no, <laughs> no, no listen, we are, we love rants on, on question everything. And I also feel like as well is that you know through the therapy, I feel like when you are able to recant your life and maybe look at the intricacies of it, you might find the new inspiration and stuff again as well. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And also, even though you may not be conscious of it, like I said, I feel like your story is a very inspirational one anyway. Oh, so thank just uh, you. for this, because so you know, there's definitely another Michelle somewhere in Stockwell or yeah. Brixton, whether it's London or Manchester. There's another girl, and like I said, she might necessarily have the aspirations of I want to be a model or actress, but it's someone who has a perspective or horizons which are just bigger than their postcode. Yeah, and, and I, I, I tell you what, now as well, I think um, there's so many other ways to feel fulfilled, and mm. I think I think in the past um, it's always been like. You know, I guess it's like men wanting to be athletes. It's like a way to catapult yourself out of your situation. Like, yeah. how can I do this quickly? Maybe I could do it with acting and being on TV. Maybe I could do it with being gorgeous and being on a magazine. But it's like now there's so many different ways yeah. that you can use your intellect, your humour, you know, your your just being, um, you know, good with sales, with this and that. Yeah, to, just, just, just imaginative. Right. So, so I think box. it's sort of like low-hanging fruit where we used to just think like, oh my God, like I need to like get a BBL and like get big tits and secure the bag. It's like you can do it in so many other ways. And if you want to do that, please make yourself an OnlyFans site and get yeah, yeah. all of that money. Get all the money, yeah. Because... Yeah, buy yourself a house and then you can leave your kids a house. And then there, and I'll say this as well, Dan. I'm shit with money, bruv. Mm. If you think I own property right now, my friend, <laughs> laugh it up. Yeah, but listen, owning property is not the be on end of, of happiness or that or, or, and I say a secure investment anymore. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Because there are a lot of people now that have bought homes with the view that they would own property at some point. And now, with the way interests have changed through no fault of their own, you're getting fucking bumped out here. So, yeah. Kind of be certain of yourself, in it really, I suppose, in yeah. this world. Yeah, I guess. Um, Michelle, that has been amazing, as I expected anyway. Um, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. And, uh, you are so welcome. Giving us all your beautiful dimensions of Guanins. And so, I have recently seen one of your recent projects, The Baby, which I thought was amazing. Really good idea. Uh, really well executed. And uh, yeah, I thought it was really good. And I think, and uh, definitely some longevity in there as well. But as I said to you before when we spoke, that uh, I was definitely obviously watching another comic transition into acting. But yeah, I was blown away, man. So uh, where have you been working out in therapy? Has been working for the whole for the whole delivery of the whole thing. Is well, it? Oh, yeah, nice trust one, me. man. Yeah, that that was, was, my, was my, my second acting job. And you know how they casted me off a bloody Zoom gig in lockdown? There you go. <laughs> through didn't it listen (laughs) (laughs) you know again again, it's another inspirational story because listen when we was on zoom no one knew what was going to happen next you know in (laughs) your kitchen telling jokes while people are using their neutral is everyone (laughs) alright watching people mime to themselves yeah or, or that's if they're polite enough to mime that's what I'm saying to I you I'd have my earphones in and hear people be like 
I don't really like her. And you're like, thank you. You know I can hear you all at the same level. This is what I'm saying. Oh, and, 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 and the camera goes on them as well, you know. You know? <laughs> goes to their view as well. And then it's like, nah, I don't like it. <laughs> but yeah, a light at the end of that tunnel. But yeah, obviously we have mentioned the tour, but um, are there any other uh, projects, past, present and future, yeah. that you'd like for people to see? I am currently writing a show um, for BBC Two. It's called High End Homeless. That's the title at the moment. I don't know if it'll change. And it's about an aged model who comes back to London and is homeless and is trying to stunt like she isn't. And I'm writing that for BBC Two. We film in summer and it will be on TV in the spring of Lovely. 2024. Lovely. And uh, do you know what your uh, TX date is for Live Apollo this Sunday, you said? I think it's the 27th. Well, in, in the meantime, those who are listening, it will probably be up very soon. If you've not seen it, then uh, either see it when it comes out on the 27th or catch it on iPlayer. Yeah. But uh, again, Michelle, it's always a pleasure and thank you very much. Thank you, Dane. You've been listening to Dane Baptiste Questions Everything, hosted by Dane Baptiste and myself, Howard Cohen. For more from Dane and myself, make sure you follow us on Instagram at DaneSnapTiste and at the Howard Cohen. You can now support us on Patreon. Just search DBQE Podcast and unlock ad-free content and you can watch the full-length video of the podcast. Please don't forget to rate, review and subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. If you have a question for Dane, make sure you send us a DM on Instagram at DBQE Podcast. And we could feature you in our next episode. Thanks for listening, guys. And remember, question everything. Insanity Group. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm.